Hey everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast, where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking back to school and first-generation college students with Vice Provost for Enrollment and Undergraduate Admissions, Steve Farmer. The middle of August is always an exciting time here at Carolina. I mean, as we speak, there's people unloading their cars, moving into their dorms, and getting ready for the new school year. Do you personally get excited this time of year when all the students come back to campus? I love this time of year. I think all of us in the admissions office would get really excited when we get to see face-to-face the people we've been corresponding with, the people we've been talking with, the people whose lives we've been learning about over the course of the last year, in some cases over the last two, three years, because we've been in touch with some students for a long, long time. And it's really exciting to think of them, you know, having gone through a long process, a long search or a long journey to get to us, and then have them actually show up. It's a great time. It's a great time for optimism. We're still at the point of the year where everything's pure possibility for students. They haven't had their first quiz yet. They haven't had a tough time in a class yet. They haven't had a difficult experience with a roommate yet. Everyone's still caught up in the excitement of the adventure that they're about to embark on. So it's hard for us not to be excited, too. Nearly 20% of the students who are gearing up for the start of school are first-generation college students. And here at Carolina, we talk a lot about the affordability and access to higher education. Why are these issues so important to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill? You know, I, I really am grateful that I work at a place that values the contributions of first-generation college students. I'm glad that I work at a place that respects the parenting that went into getting first-generation college students here in the first place. I'm glad I work at a place that supports first-generation college students and other students financially. And I'm glad that I work at a place that isn't afraid to talk about all these things, that's, that's willing to claim its identity as a public institution and as an institution that's here for the many and not just the few. Just to be selfish about it, you know, the first-generation college students in our first-year class, in our transfer class for that matter, they're incredibly smart, accomplished people. And so at the beginning, we want students here because of their talent. They're students who will make us better who have ideas the rest of us need to hear and who will make discoveries the rest of us need to watch unfold. So, you know, we want students here, first of all, because they're smart and they're hardworking and they're good-hearted and they're capable of making this better. Beyond that, though, I think it's important for this school, of all schools, to remember that not everyone starts where she finishes and that the doors of opportunity are best when they swing open widely. You know, this is a public place, a public university, the first public university, and in some ways, one of the few remaining public universities. And we we live out that promise every day, not just in the students we welcome, but in the things that our faculty members are doing to make the world a better place and to build understanding where before there was mistrust. I mean, there are a lot of ways in which we live out the promise of being public. But one of the ways we live out the promise is by welcoming students no matter where they come from and helping students go farther than anyone around them has had the chance to go. That's really important to our identity as a great public, and it's one of the many reasons why I'm still really glad to be here after many years. So you were a first-generation college student yourself, so let's talk about your story a little bit. When did you really decide that you wanted to take a path different than the people around you and that you wanted to go to college? My parents were really hardworking people who insisted that my sister and I both work hard at school, actually work hard at anything that we tried. They didn't like it when we didn't try. So 
I got some really important lessons from them about work and about what it means to work and to go about a job, whether it's school or something else, honorably and dutifully every single day, not just when we feel like it. I knew, based on what they told me and what they showed me, that I was in for a life of work and that I was supposed to do well in school. It, it wasn't until you know later on, actually, that I realized that college was really possible for me. I have an older sister, four years old, who really blazed the trail. And if it hadn't been for her, I, I don't, don't know really where I would have ended up. I, we went to a little country high school in Virginia, and not many people from our high school went to college. And there were still factory jobs and other jobs around that people could get back then. And I think the path for most of my classmates was to, to settle down close by and find a way to make a life. If it hadn't been for my sister wanting something else, I don't know that I would have given myself permission to want something else, too. You know, and as late as high school, my dad really wanted me to sign up for a program at the Vocational Education Center in our county. I think I was a sophomore in high school. He, he was really suggesting pretty strongly that I become a printer. He wanted me to go and spend half of the school day every day at the Vocational Center where I would learn how to become a professional printer. And my dad was a factory worker, and printing seemed like comparatively easy work and good work for him. So I understand why he was doing that. But I think my sisters going away to college and having some success in college made it easier for my parents to support my wanting to go, even though I don't know that they understood what it would mean or how much they'd have to sacrifice in order for me to do it. Recently, the university and your office launched this new project called The First Welcome, where staff members and faculty members who were also first-generation college students are coming forward to share their stories. Where did the idea for this project come from? Oh, you know, I, first of all, I, I'm so excited about the First Welcome Project and so grateful to all the people who've helped tell the stories of faculty and staff and all the faculty and staff members who've permitted their stories to be told. This is something I don't even really know how the idea came about, but we've been thinking about it for years, I mean, for a long, long time. I was in a room once here. We were trying to convince a foundation to give us a significant grant. And so I was in a room in South Building, the, the little conference room right outside the chancellor's office, and there were eight or ten people from UNC Chapel Hill gathered around that table, mostly senior people. I was the least senior person there. And at some point, I looked around the table in the course of the conversation and realized that every single person from Chapel Hill who was in that room, everyone was a first-generation college student. You know, it just struck me in the moment that there are so many faculty members, so many administrators, so many staff members at Chapel Hill who themselves were our first-generation college students. Maybe it would be a good thing for us to come out of the shadows. Maybe it would be a good thing for us to tell our stories with our students. When looking at the list of people who are sharing their first-generation college student stories, you have people like Vice Chancellor Winston Crisp and basketball coach Roy Williams. Why do you think that it's so important for these people to come forward and share their stories with current students? Oh, you know, well, so all the people you mentioned, and then think of all the others, the ones whose stories we haven't gotten around to telling yet. You know, Michael McPhee, who is an incredible poet. Mark Peffer, who has done so much here to foster really great STEM learning and has really played an instrumental role in the Chancellor Science Scholars. Mike Crimmins, who did something similar here. You know, faculty member after faculty member. I mean, they're incredible people. They're so accomplished in their fields. 
And there are also people who came here by a different path or by a path that's similar to the path that some of our students are traveling today. So I, I think the temptation sometimes when you're a student, and this is just from my own recollection, and again, this is an example of one, so it may or may not be true for anybody else, but I remember going to college and thinking, hey, I'm in a different world. All these people come from a different world. They're not part of me, and I'm not part of them. They're wearing neckties. They're doing this and that and the other. They're doing fancy things. They know which fork to use. They've got a fancy title after their name. It, it really always felt to me like there was this, this huge gulf between me and the other people who were around. I don't think that was really true. For first-generation college students coming to Carolina today, it's definitely not true. So you, know, you can't tell just from watching the accomplished person who's teaching your class where that person came from. That person may have come from circumstances identical to yours. You just don't know unless we bother to tell the story. So we thought that by telling the stories and by encouraging other faculty and staff members to come forward, we could just demonstrate to students, hey, you're not alone. You know, you're first, we were too. Welcome to Carolina. That's really it in a nutshell. You're not alone here. We're here too. We're here for you. This is your university as much as it is ours. So thinking back to when you were a college student, would have hearing these stories from faculty and staff members made you feel more comfortable with what you were doing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know that I knew maybe one or two other people who were first-generation college students at the time, much less any of my faculty members. And I'm sure some of my faculty members were. I mean, a lot of them were GI Bill educated. You know, they were, this was a long time ago, they were people who, had been in the service, they'd gotten out of the service, they'd gone to college. I'm sure many of them were. It just wasn't a thing we talked about. And as a result, it left those of us who didn't feel like we were born into the club feeling like the club was off limits to us. When the truth of it is the club belongs to everybody, or at least at this place, the university belongs to all of us. It doesn't belong to any one of us or to any one group of us. It belongs to all of us together. And I think telling the story is gonna help, at least I hope it will. As somebody who personally went through the struggles of being a first-generation college student, do you have any advice for those students, or really advice for all Carolina students as we kick off the new school year? One of the things I've had to, to learn and, and really insist on learning is that not every first-generation college student's the same as I was, and that, that just as there's great variety within the student body generally at Carolina and great variety within any portion of the student body that you could possibly identify. There's a lot of variety among the first generation students here. They're not all the same. So it's a little presumptuous of me to give advice to anybody, especially because all these students are gonna do much better in college and in life than I did and have done. But I, I think, you know, for me as a student, um, being, at a, being at a comparatively wealthy school was, was exhilarating in some ways and it was really dislocating and demoralizing in others. I think it's important for students to spend some time not just doing, not just working, not just trying to throw themselves into the life of the university. I think it's really important for students to spend some time reflecting, you know, to be conscious of what they're going through, of the changes that they're experiencing, of the times when they're scared and the times when they're really excited and, and really not being afraid just to lay those things out on the table and take a look at them. I think that doing that in the moment probably makes a person get more out of the experience. It probably helps a person do better academically. 
probably helps a person be more accepting of the support or the advice or the counsel or the friendship that other people are going to offer them. I think most of our students come to us having led lives of doing. They're very busy. They're active. They've done incredible things. A lot of first-generation college students, I mean, they're no different. They've, they've been busy people. They've gotten a lot done, and there's plenty of busyness when they get here. But if it's possible in the busyness to slow down and think, okay, this is where I am. What am I going through? What am I going to do with it? You know, how am I going to experience it? How am I going to make sense of it? Better to do some of that in the moment than to wait 10 or 20 years and try to piece it together retrospectively. And again, I also think that people being aware in the moment, students being aware in the moment, can help them make the most of the time they have. And that's what we want for every student. I mean, we, we don't want any student to come to Carolina and leave here having done half of what she came here to do or half of what he came here to do. We want people to leave here having triumphed, having thrived. And, you know, we want first-generation college students to thrive. We don't want them just to get through. We don't want them just to graduate. We don't want them just to get the major they want. We want them to leave here having felt, you know what? I lived while I was at Carolina. I thrived while I was at Carolina. And taking stock of how it feels along the way, I think, can help a person do it. To learn more about the First Welcome Project, check out firstwelcome.unc.edu. And don't forget to check back to unc.edu next week for another episode of Well Said. 